Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast, Matt and Brad. Excited to be with you. Chat some, uh, chat some sexy talk before marriage. <laughs> What's that look like to have some sexy talk? Before marriage, but before we get into it, uh, oh, there's my normal voice there. But before we get into it, if you're listening, if you if you've loved any episode, if it's impacted you, we would love if you leave a review, leave a leave a star, a star, a five star, maybe review, asking mm-hmm. for the five out of five. If that's what you feel, we would love that, and leave a comment on any app that you're listening on. That would sure help get the ranking up when people out there are struggling, silently suffering in their sexual mm-hmm. sin, just looking desperately for some help and going man maybe it's a podcast that i need and they search in porn podcast and the more stars and more rankings we get the better chance that, that it is that someone out there suffering will will find hope through this podcast so if you take time even right now you could pause the episode go leave a review leave a leave a ranking that would be awesome and we would really appreciate that to help get the word out and spread mm-hmm. the news and give you a story about that there was one guy that just uh, emailed us recently from Europe I won't say what country but he uh, he was just telling us that he discovered our podcast through the search engines when he was looking for help and he's listened to every episode and his marriage was struggling but now because he's, he's gotten some movement towards freedom and towards God through listening to the podcast he is uh, enjoying his his marriage more, and um, he's just seeing some freedom in his life. So, people like that are who you're helping when you when you give those reviews. So that's why we we're plugging it these last few episodes here. Please do. We we greatly appreciate it. it. Helps people. So so cool. These people all around the world are 
struggling and suffering and if you're listening that might be you but hopefully you found some hope and well it's not cool they're suffering but yeah yeah <laughs> no no it's cool that you're that listening there's hope. yeah there's hope yeah and that's that is right. cool that is oh, cool and we love the stories if you're if you've got a even even like a little story or a testimony or something from anything that you've learned we'd we'd love to hear you can go to purevictorypodcast.com and see our emails there and Mm-hmm. get a hold of us we would really appreciate that and we love hearing from you guys so. we love hearing from you guys that's right so you're setting the table for this one weren't you sexy talk before marriage and you might be thinking uh, that sounds like we're going off the rails here i don't understand what you mean well, well we'll fill you in here i think that what we're trying to get at here is what do you talk about in regards to sex when you're in a relationship so when you're dating and engaged we get these questions all the time because sometimes couples don't really know what to do with that. And they come into marriage not having talked about sex at all. And they discover some things that they have some expectations that weren't shared, maybe some different viewpoints, maybe some past stuff they haven't revealed to each other. And then it can be really tough early on in marriage with sex. And even just to work towards building their oneness in this area can be difficult because they haven't even started yet. So we're doing this one because we want to help. We want to try to help. And a lot of what we're going to share today is birthed out of some of the things we learned as well. And, and But we have a story in this too, because uh, Matt and I both experienced this season of life and trying to figure this stuff out too. And we did some things right and some things wrong, I'm sure, at the same time, as many of you have experienced too. But So what do we talk about in regards to sex before marriage? I mean, the first is when you're single, how do you view sex and do you understand God's design for sex? And we're not going to spend a lot of time on this area of life when you're talking about single, not in a relationship at all. But but when you are single, what are the lies that you're believing about sex? I think it's important to, or we think it's important for you to, to pursue that understanding of God's design for mm-hmm. marriage and for sex and relationships. But also, what do you value? What personally do you want to hold for a certain time for marriage or maybe till you're engaged or something like in terms of the physical intimacy, what, like, what do you value for yourself? It's hard sometimes to establish that once you're in love and the hormones are going and you've met someone. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to think, okay, if I'm single, like my sister had different relationships, sexual relationships before she was married, but then she came back to the Lord and she got renewed. And so she went, okay, when I'm with a guy, I'm not going to, kiss him until I'm married that was her thing because she's like I just don't really trust myself and I don't want to even get close to to crossing the line so that was her thing that she established when she was single incredible Braden's looking mm-hmm. at me with wide eyes like <laughs> how did you do how did she do that I've heard of people like this they're <laughs> she, not unicorns they exist yeah. she she grew up with me actually she really <laughs> yeah, is that's real right. that's right yeah and I remember that day uh, I mean I mean man like think about her husband like coming in and it's amazing that he just went you know i love you i'm gonna honor you this Mm. is a value that you want and i'm I'm gonna show that i'm gonna respect you i'm impressed by both of them right yeah really really cool and so i remember that day first kiss was on their wedding uh, wedding day in front of everybody were they able to land that kiss because she's never done it before so did they they miss each other okay good (laughs) they landed it they landed it (laughs) they had the hand of the lord guiding them yes that's right (laughs) yeah i didn't do that man i did actually last a while dating louise before we kissed like a full 20 minutes wow 20 minutes hey after i asked her out yeah after i well i get to give you this here that you need to have applause for that um our studio audience is actually impressed by that so uh, i am as well 20 minutes 
incredible. <laughs> oh man, it's we have a funny story. I asked her out by my car, and it was I had a little amazing race tour uh, around Leduc mm-hmm. here in Alberta in Canada, and so I think there were seven pit stops to my amazing race. And three- was it just you two, or did you guys actually have people competing in this? Was it? No, no. So was it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe amazing race isn't the right thing, but. Yeah, well, is this us too? Oh, just you two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's romantic. Yeah. Look at you. It was. It was. <laughs> okay. That's me. I yeah, tell yeah. Louise all the time yeah. I'm romantic because if yeah. I don't tell her, she would never believe it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had we had these pit stops and I was going to a ministry school graduation ceremony. So three of the stops were before the ceremony. Number four was at my car after the ceremony. That's when I asked her out right mm-hmm. by my car. Mm-hmm. And then stops five, six, and seven were at a lake. So I asked her out by my car got in the car now we're boyfriend and girlfriend drive to the lake about five minutes away we're going around number five pit stop is where i told her i loved her and that and can i kiss you so let me kiss this is about 20 minutes after i asked her out yeah number six was i don't know forget what i was number six was a fake proposal except i screwed it up ever since i was a kid i always wanted to fake propose with one of those toy rings oh if you're listening, I don't recommend a fake proposal. No, or like a <laughs> like a candy ring. Not a okay. Toy oh, ring. I see what you're you saying. You know yeah, that yeah, ring yeah. where it's like it's a yep. sugary candy. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So ever since I was a kid, I always dreamed of proposing with the, with mm-hmm. one of these, and so I bought one. I was pumped. I'm like, this is the moment. I've been thinking about this for 20 years, and then I, <laughs> so number six in my race was was uh, I got this ring out except I didn't take it out of the package and I didn't put it on her finger I just like gave her this ring that was still in the package and I didn't think about it I'm like oh man afterwards I realized I'm like my 20 year dream I screwed up (laughs) (laughs) she thought you were just giving her some candy (laughs) yeah I guess yeah and then uh, and then the seventh stop was where I proposed so we asked her out kissed her about 20 minutes later and five minutes after that I proposed to her Matt's got a new book coming out, How to Marry the Woman of Your Dreams in 20 or Less Minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Marriage is a little bit quick, but we got married four months after that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a story. Man, oh man, it's 20 minutes. I made it a little bit longer than you. I definitely had that goal because I wanted to set some boundaries, and I think that's the point we're trying to get at here. We'll pull something out of this, but you know, when you're single, what are your boundaries? What What is your vision? Uh, moving forward for marriage so that you can set some boundaries. So if you want to be celibate, you want to follow what God has for us, then how are you going to get there? What's your goals to get there? For me, I did have that boundary. I didn't want to kiss my wife, Kristen. Um, I thought I could make it. Apparently, I'm not that strong and I couldn't do it. I, I lasted maybe a few months. So, hey, pat on my it's back. pretty good, that. actually. Um, it's not 20 minutes, but hey. You know, and so sending some of these boundaries, I mean, it makes it sound like, well, we crossed our boundaries and we didn't make it. But um, uh, we're just sharing some examples here of some boundaries that some people set. And I think there's more, there's bigger ones. Like, for instance, Kristen and I, we had the boundary that we were not going to have sex before marriage. We were able to do that one. But to be honest, if we could go back, setting some boundaries, some firmer boundaries would have helped us a lot, alleviate some of that, that pressure that was on us because you're attracted to each other. I always say this, if you're not have desire for each other, you're dating somebody, there's no desire there, you might, you're probably with the wrong person. 
<laughs> you need to have some sort of attraction yeah. for sure. That's not the only thing you need, of course, but really setting some of these firm boundaries and knowing what that is as a single person for you and knowing God's design for sex and, and how wonderful it is in the context of marriage and in the way that he designed it. So you get that moving forward into that, into relationships, it's going to serve you so much better. So, and sometimes we have to navigate some of these discussions um, with friends. Um, sometimes we have these with a trusted, you know, maybe a pastor or a mentor of some kind. It's important we talk about sex, what our expectations and, and what our desire is and our vision for it um, moving forward if we are choosing to, to get married and how we can get there and reach those goals. We have to have intention. So that's we don't want to say too much here in this area because I know you couples out there are, are waiting on the edges of your seats to, to find out what we're going to say about what you talk about when you're <laughs> when you're dating and engaged. But uh, that's what we want to say about with uh, with when you're single. So when we're dating, dating is is not about necessarily experiencing intimacy. It's more about gathering information, mm-hmm. learning about each other, sharing yourself with that person, asking them questions about about them. Uh, so that you can know and, and hey is this for a person that I want to continue on with and so the problem with when people engage in sex before marriage is especially in this information gathering process of dating it's not meant for intimacy and so with the even the, the spiritual matters are a part of this but even just speaking scientifically the chemicals that are released the bonding chemicals in sex when you're just dating someone and then you're having sex you're you're not seeing them clearly because now you have this these chemicals that are skewing the way that you see things, and so you're you, a lot of people will stay in relationships just because the sex is good, even though it's a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And so we got to stay away from that. But when you're dating, it's information gathering. So you're trying to learn together about your sexual experience, your sexual beliefs. How do you relate to sexual desires? And, and just like, is this is this a person that? maybe need some more time before I commit? Mm. Do I need more time before I commit? Because when you ask each other questions about sex, about your past, maybe it'll bring up insecurities. Maybe it'll bring up areas of shame or guilt. And so if if it, it, it's very, very revealing. I tell couples, couples this all the time. You got to talk about stuff in terms of your, your struggles, like even pornography, masturbation. You got to talk about that before you get engaged because what it shows is it shows that number one, you honor the person if you struggle and you're willing to confess, you're honoring that person. But it also shows how are they going to respond to you? You're gathering information. You're going, are they going to respond to me in my struggle with grace? Are they going to respond in insecurity where their insecurities come from? Are you able to communicate through this really, really hard thing that is going to come out when you confess your struggle? And so if you're not able to communicate, well, then don't get engaged. If you can't, if you, you have this obvious red flag in your relationship, yeah. can you work it out? So you're gathering information. And one of the best ways to do that is to, to talk about these things that might be awkward and just go, are we able to mesh? Are we able to do this together and move forward together with grace and understanding? Or is yeah. it just going to cause a problem? Yeah. And when you're revealing, say that, say you struggle with porn, if that is part of your story, one of the things that we'd recommend, and this is something we tell a married couple too, if you know that's the struggle in your life and listen to one of our other episodes about um, moving forward in freedom and getting help, building those installations into your life to to move towards God and freedom. Because what, what we're not saying here is you tell the person you're dating, I struggle with porn, you got to deal with it. 
and uh, we, we assume you're getting that, but I just want to be clear with that. Try to have a plan in place of, of moving in freedom and getting help in this area first, because that's going to that's going to create more of a, um, a better onset for that person who's hearing what you're sharing as well too, versus, hey, I struggle with porn, but I'm just going to have that in my life and I'm not going to do anything about it. So that's on you as an individual. Um, so that's a, that's a recommendation we have for you. I know we understand it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you're revealing something and you're not really sure what the process is to get help and, and freedom and healing. So learn about those things. This is going to help you as an individual and in your relationship as well too. And it's going to show the person you're dating that you're serious. Um, you're serious about potentially getting married because we always say dating has a purpose, information gathering, but information gathering to determine if this person is marriageable. If that's a word. Marriageable. Marriageable. <laughs> they're weddable. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to wed this person. Yeah. Am I able weddable. to wed them? Are they weddable? Are they are they beddable? That's not for dating. No. Right? Are no. They been, you no. find out if they're beddable after the marriage. That's after right. After the wedding. Well, they, they need to become beddable. Uh, <laughs> together, you become beddable. So, yeah. So, weddable before beddable. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Good. I love that phrase. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Pure Victory Podcast. Yeah. Promoting weddable before beddable. That's right. <laughs> so Brandon, people are dating and and so one of them is struggling with porn and they're going, man, I should probably tell this person. Mm. Mm. When do they do that? You were, we were talking before this um, about that and your experiences with that as well. But I think the key thing is because of information gathering, we can't say too much too soon. Like on date one and two where we're getting to know the person a little bit, to just come out and say on our first coffee date, hey, um, I struggle with porn. You know, I think we have to have appropriate um, a time to this. Uh, but I think the, you know, the, we don't want to wait too long though either. And so it really depends on you as a couple. What is the level of communication that you do currently have? Um, are you talking about deeper things in life? Are you moving forward in those kind of talks and conversations? If you're only surface level, uh, dropping a bomb like that without first working on the um, emotional aspect and building into those communications, your your spiritual communications, if you're not working on those things first and you drop a grenade into this, probably the relationship doesn't last. So you got to have a proper progression of this and working at learning about each other. So every couple is going to be unique, but we don't want to get too close to that engagement period because no. what happens then is that that person feels robbed. Um, they can feel like they were missled. They were the wool was pulled pulled over their eyes a little bit. They're sideswiped by that that information coming their way, and and they feel bushwhacked. They feel like they were misled completely. So we don't want that. So it's an appropriate time, and every couple is going to be unique in this. I would say ask some trusted people around you that know the relationship, know your situation, to get some advice about that. But you don't want to be too soon. You don't want to be too late. It does need to happen in a dating relationship. Though. It doesn't happen in the engagement process that's engagement isn't information gathering anymore a little bit might still happen in those those times but that's you've made the commitment completely you're marrying this person so it's different yeah have it be early mm -hmm. in your relationship what brad and saying like it doesn't have to be first date second date hey i struggle with porn right hey, how's your day going <laughs> oh, I feel a lot of shame about what I did last yeah. night, but yeah, yes, <laughs> no, it's it's not a not a not a first or second date thing. But so personally, uh, I always felt like it would be very dishonoring to get in a long term relationship with someone mm -hmm. and not tell them my worst. So personally, I went. I mean, I dated a few girls before Louise, and it was always like within a couple of weeks of being official mm -hmm. that I would tell them. Uh, I just didn't want to 
you know, like even honestly, after dating for a month, it's like you're not typically just being casual. Like you're looking forward, you're yep. moving forward, hopefully until marriage. If you're not, that's different, maybe. But but if you're looking towards marriage, if you're if that if that's your value, and you've dated for a month, like you're you're thinking, and the other person's thinking, I'm going to commit. So if you're thinking that way, it's dishonoring to not let them know your biggest struggle. And so. I thought it was really important to let them know about porn, but not only that, also like what sexual things that I'd done with, with, with a girl before. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was honoring for them to know. But yeah. like I'm saying, it's not only just like, so Braden's saying don't do it right before you get engaged. The reason is because you're not just saying it to say it. You're saying it to honor the person and then also see what comes of it mm-hmm. and seeing how you can communicate through that. I remember the first person that I ever told was a girlfriend. I was 19 years old. And then the next day I texted her. I'm like, hey, how are you doing after what I told you? And she's like, oh, it's pretty hard to hear, to be honest. And she's like, but I have grace. And she's like, I, I think she said I talked to my parents about it. I'm like, oh, that's good. It's great. But <laughs> a little vulnerable to me. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. but uh, anyways, I mean, it was good to see how she was able to process. And then that she gave me grace back, right? And yeah. same thing with Louise too. I told her and and she, we had this conversation and it was fine. It was good. But then it was like, oh man, I don't know, maybe, maybe month later month maybe two months later after i first told louise about porn it was then we heard this sermon on pornography probably the only one i've ever heard and and so then afterwards she was silent for like an hour like she wouldn't talk and she Mm -hmm. was finally she's just she's more internal processor so then she opened up like all these questions about the sermon because uh, she didn't really know much about porn before. She's goody two shoes, just like Brad and wife over there. <laughs> yeah. And so it was interesting for me because I was able to answer a lot of these questions that she had for me about when did I watch porn, how much, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But also for me, I, I very clearly remember going, wow, she was silent for a long time because she heard this news, this sermon, and then she was like processing. So I was watching how she handled this hard situation. Mm-hmm. I was able to watch how it affected her in terms of insecurity versus just wanting to know things so that she could get to know me. And so it was an interesting thing. This was like a month or two after I told her about porn. Mm-hmm. And then finally, and then she's asking these questions. And so it's not just, you know, I guess we were engaged at that point because we got, <laughs> we got engaged right, so fast. Right. But <laughs> it didn't happen in that 20 minute period. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like Brad and saying, we didn't do things perfectly, but you know, it, this is the process that, that you want to go through with people that you're potentially going to marry is like, you get it out, but then how do they respond to it? What mm-hmm. can you learn from that about how your communication is going to be in other hard things that come up down, further, down, further down the road in the marriage? Mm-hmm. That's really the information gathering aspect of this too, is when we're dating, we're not just looking for the good stuff. Like, and what I mean is you're not, you're not trying to mine for bad things either, but how does someone respond to stress, uh, stressful information given their way? How do they respond to difficult news? How do they respond in grace to our imperfections um, in some of these areas? So this is key. Not that we go and dump uh, the, you know, all our junk and garbage on them, but we have to reveal appropriate things to them. And um, as we go along in the dating relationship, Revealing that you're struggling with porn is entirely needed to be shared. And how that, that person responds to that is a good indicator. It doesn't mean that they can't be upset because it's upsetting news. 
but how are they going to respond in grace to that and, and try to provide some empathy or understanding as best they can? And that's really, really key. And so that's, that's something to think through in regards to some of our own sexual stuff. So it might be porn or past experiences. Um, how, does, how do they respond to that? So that's part of the information gathering. But then the other aspect is as a couple, when you're dating, what do you do when you're ta- talking about sex in general? So moving forward with sex. So one of the things that we always see in dating these days is people get physical fast. Um, we're talking, you know, what's the rule? Three dates, you sleep with another person. That's typically what the world says, right? I think so. Right? Like if you take a girl out and you buy her dinner, well, she's got to, you know, repay me somehow, right? It's that kind of sick okay. understanding, right? And so we have a real backside, upside down, messed up view of sex in our society and culture that is really forms our mindset sometimes in our dating dating is information gathering as matt said and if you cloud that with um, sex you aren't going to be able to see that person clearly anymore and you aren't going to be able to gather information anymore you're hindered so if if you have that understanding and not only that god design sex is a good thing it's a good gift from god but he gave that gift for it's a wedding present it's, it's not something that we should move forward and try to experience in our single life. And I know a lot of you out there, that's a hard thing to hear. And some of you ex- have gone forward in, in sex. We're not saying that you're broken and you're never going to be able to have the enjoyment that God designed. We're just going to be honest about this. We need to talk about it. God has designed for it and that's what it is. Um, but anyway, so if that's your vision and your desire as uh, a couple together, how are you going to get there? isn't just going to happen. You have to make some active decisions and have some active conversation about what you're going to do moving forward as a couple, as a dating couple, so that you can still make good decisions. You got to honor the person you're dating. If you're making decisions on your own that's impacting their decision-making, you're not honoring them. If you're putting sex on the table and pushing them forward in that, what you're saying to them is, I don't care about your process in this. It's all about me. And so often we don't think about sex that way. We think it's this thing that we experience because we love each other. (laughs) I want to express my love for you in the bedroom. You know what? That's an upside down view. Let's express love for each other by releasing them to have better decision-making in the relationship. And so doing that means we need to have some boundaries that we talk about. If you don't want to have sex before marriage, what are the firm choices that you got to make to get there? And when you're dating in particular, because... You got the butterflies. You're excited to see each other. You know, the sweaty palms, you know, you're so pumped every time you see each other in that that first little bit there, excited for this new relationship. And that can really lead into that passion. And that passion can stem into some wanting to explore the physical aspect of your relationship. So what are you going to do so that um, you can harness that a little bit better versus becoming enslaved to it? And we always call it, uh, it's not from us, but sliding versus deciding. You slide into these things versus actively making choices. So what are your values as a couple? How are you going to get there? That was really good. So when you're single, you need values yourself. When you're dating, you need values as a couple. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you two stories from friends. They're kind of contrasting stories. So when one buddy had some premarital sex with a few different girls before he met the girl that he was going to marry. And so I remember he came to me and he's like, man, I told her what I did with other girls. He's like, I never have seen someone so hurt. Mm. She was so disappointed and so hurt because she had saved herself and wanted her husband to too. But she got over it and she forgave and they worked through it and then they got married. And there's another buddy who got married and after he got married, he told me they had dated for four years. He never, ever confessed about porn. Mm. And so all he did was porn. He never slept with other girls. 
like the first friend did. But he had this secret that he brought into his marriage and it led into, in his marriage, it led into multiple emotional affairs. And when his wife caught him on the first time and he went, he told her a little bit, but then he went years still after that watching porn, still Mm -hmm. doing, doing other emotional affairs with women and all of these secrets. And so this has led into like way more destruction in this marriage than it did in the first friend's marriage where that friend actually slept with girls. But the first or the second guy didn't. He just watched porn, but he kept secrets. The first guy was honest. And he was open with his girlfriend. And so you want to be open with what you've done because, man, when you bring it into light, it loses power. But you can also learn so much about how your girlfriend, boyfriend is going to react to your, your sexual past. So you can't emphasize that enough to talk about that and get things into light when you're dating. Mm. And then part of the information part uh, that comes forward in this with the dating is, how does your boyfriend or girlfriend respond to the values that you have, the boundaries that you have? Because if you're like, hey, I want to save sex for marriage, I want to move forward in our uh, building a deeper connection with you than just sex. I want that. And that's what I'm setting forth to you. If your boyfriend or girlfriend responds to that by rejecting that and then still pushing you into sex, you're with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing where people always say, am I with the right person? This usually is a big sticking point. If someone is pushing you into sex and that's not your value, if they're not respecting your values, you're with the wrong person. Can they grow as a person uh, um, and maybe come to the same side of the table as you? Sure, but probably not in a relationship with you. You know, like that might be a work they need to do on their own because currently in the relationship you're with, if they're pushing you on that and they're not sharing that value, you will eventually succumb to that. And so you're going to miss out on the goal and the vision that you have for your future life. And we don't want that for you. So make that decision and cut it off. If you're learning that quick, like the information gathering, I mean, I always believe about giving people grace, but when you're dating, <laughs> the kind of grace you give somebody is very different than what you have in marriage. Big time. Big time. <laughs> you, you mean your information gathering, don't waste your time. I remember there was this girl that I dated and I told her right off the hop, I'm like, no sex, no marriage. She was mad. Yeah. And then... I don't know what I was thinking, but I was young. <laughs> and I was young and lonely, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And she was available. So, so I, anyways, I dated her for like a month. But through the whole month, I told her right away. I'm like, I'm not telling you I love you and I'm, until I actually do. And then I'm not having sex. And then she was frustrated. And then she told me she loved me and she's mad at me for not returning it. I'm like, I already told you I'm not going to. But I stuck to my value. Yeah. And then she constantly, I mean, I remember one time she groped me. It might have even been more than once, but I remember once clearly, like she was trying, she'd constantly try to get me to do things sexually. And then she'd kind of like back off, like, well, can we at least like take a nap together? And so she was trying to like slide, slide things in there. Right. Yeah. So, but because my values were what they were, I was like, well, sorry. See ya. Not hanging out. I'm not doing this anymore. And so I was able to stick to my values because I knew what my values were. And when someone didn't respect that, I just went, oh, see ya. And a tip here, if you reveal these things and maybe at first they're a little bit off put by it, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean you need to break up with them. It's what they do with that information moving forward. So they might have not been able to understand initially because that's not the background they come from. Yeah. But they give them a little bit of space to maybe come to an agreement with you. If they are not in agreement at all and you're going to see that in the weeks to come and they're still pushing this, then that's a good indicator. Get out. 
And um, um, so we do th- like, because what would happen is if every little thing we learn about somebody, um, there's big issues and small issues and then everything in between. Um, if every little thing that comes up, every problem or issue that comes up in a relationship, you just walk out, you're not going to ever get married. So <laughs> you got to learn how to deal with some of these things together and coming on the same page together takes a little bit of wiggle room and time. So that's why we say that, but do watch them, watch carefully. Will they abide by the value you're setting? And the really cool thing is when you're in a health dating relationship you can build values together you can bring those two values that you both maybe share and come together and have great conversations about what this looks like for us and that usually is a great sign that you're moving towards marriage um, if you're able to do that together you're able to build and dream together in, in, in that information gathering finding those common values and then building something together in that man that's exciting and that's what we want for you when you're dating so when you've done that and you've found these common values, you've gathered information, sounds good. And uh, I was just bugging a kid the other day. I'm like, when are you going to propose? Are you engaged yet? I didn't know. Are you dating or engaged? <laughs> he's like, just dating. I'm like, what? It's been like a year and a half, man. But then I found out later he's only 18. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize you were young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. But once you propose, then you're engaged. Then what do you do? Then yeah. you're moving towards marriage. How do you talk about sex? Great question. So everything changes once you get engaged. And what I mean by that is that's when you start having conversations a little bit about what the sexual relationship will look like between you two and into your marriage. So that's a time of of really discussing your expectations. And I always say this to pre-married couples, you don't know everything yet. You don't know what you don't know. Some things you don't know because they're unsaid. You've never talked about your expectations about what sex is going to look like in marriage. But you know some things. And when you have those discussions about what some of your expectations are together, you can start to learn each other a little bit better. And then you have a better footing in your marriage. So you might be thinking, well, what do you mean by an expectation? Well, an expectation might be, for instance, let's talk about the wedding night. Are you expecting to have intercourse? You know, can we go slow? You know, things like that. Maybe we should go slow because sometimes for the girl, it can be painful. Not always, but sometimes. Um, so maybe we should go a little bit slower. Maybe the expectation is we just we just have a hot tub together, right? And, and explore that together versus what you see in the movies, right? So having those discussions, that's a great example. I remember I had a buddy, great friend, pulled me aside before I got married. And he told me all this stuff. He's like, for her, it could be painful. So just go slow. Take it slow. You don't have to have intercourse that first night. You're not going to die. You know, it'll happen, but go slow with her and and then she's going to appreciate that and feel loved and then talk about it. That was always a great point of advice is talk about it. Have these conversations discussing what are your expectations. So that's one example. What are some of those expectations that you're bringing into marriage and then explore those things together? I remember people told us that talk about the wedding night, have a plan for the wedding night. Yeah. So we did and my plan was like, well, we'll check in the hotel and we'll go up. We'll take our clothes off and have sex. Yeah. And Louise, Three, four times. <laughs> like, obviously, that's the yeah, plan. That's, that's the plan. Louis like, well, we'll go in. We'll like read some cards and then we'll dance a little bit. Then we'll have a bath and turn on the fireplace. And I'm like, what? Very different expectations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was so funny. Like, okay, that's what you want to do. <laughs> Right. Oh man, but that's why you 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 talk about that. You yeah. want you gotta have a plan for the wedding night for sure, and mm. uh, and yeah, lower those expectations. Lower those because expectations. you don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah. Um, and so when you you talk about the wedding night, you definitely want to plan. And like Brad saying, like a lot of people will have people 
pull them aside that are married and say, hey, this is a little bit of uh, wisdom for you. We both mm-hmm. had that too, which mm-hmm. was super helpful. Mm-hmm. But then even bef- even outside of just the wedding night in general, like we're talking, there's a lot of things about sex that go on. I remember one guy was saying, he's like, Matt, you, you're going to need a cloth when you're having sex. I'm like, what? He's like, well, it's just like, messier and there's more juices than you realize i'm yep. like oh yep. okay i didn't really know what he meant and some couples use cloth and some couples don't and everyone's or have different, a box but... of kleenex handy yeah, yeah exactly yep. so there's those things and i remember i i was hearing him say that and i'm like i don't get it he's like well you'll you'll understand and i'm like <laughs> okay I, I still yeah. don't really get it but yeah. anyways and so there's those things that you can glean from people who are married and and who have had a sex life for a while but then some couples they get maybe there's there's miscommunication or there's frustration that is often silent for a long time because if you're not talking about sex and it's a new thing then when there's disappointments or frustrations with sex sometimes people don't know how to talk about it mm-hmm. and so a lot of times this will happen with what people want like what they want as far as there's their desires and there's a lot of um, stories of people that have watched porn for so long that they just expect that every girl wants it it'll a certain look like way. that yeah. it'll look this yeah. way yeah and then they don't talk about it so then they just do it and the girl's like what are you doing yeah and so you got to talk about things like foreplay and what are you okay with in foreplay what are you not okay with yeah. in foreplay what do you want to explore but you're a little bit insecure about or you have fear over but you're open to it maybe mm-hmm. like things like oral sex both ways things like um, using your hands both ways, yep. things like like toys, like if or toys or or outfits or yep. whatever. Like you got to talk about all of that stuff when you're engaged, and and it just so helps the communication for once you're married. You can go, okay, I remember you said you were feeling this about this. How are you feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Are you still a little bit insecure about that? Is it still a no fly zone? Is it still a red flag? If I were to attempt that, that is a lot better rather than not talking about for example oral sex and then the guy really wants it the girl doesn't want it and then but they don't say it and then the guy just expects it's going to happen and then he tries to like physically have her do it and then she won't do it but it's not talked about and then there's frustration it's just a lot better to talk about it on the front end oh it is because what happens is the guy who wants oral sex that's what he's envisioned as part of his sexual experience for marriage and that doesn't happen so he's very disappointed discouraged even yeah and then the girl feels less than she doesn't like that doesn't feel comfortable maybe that was forced on her uh, experiences in the past in her dating relationship so you're traumatizing her Uh, maybe she's just really not comfortable doing that because it's just for whatever reason she isn't and so now she feels this thing about sex and she doesn't feel like she's safe anymore. And that's going to create such a fissure in your relationship, such divide, because you're both feeling something that is negative about this experience. But if you talked about it when you were engaged, hey, what do you think about oral sex? And she's like, I don't like that idea. That thought of that is just disgusting to me or wrong or whatever else. And I just, or maybe I had past experiences there. And so it makes me feel really bad and icky and I don't want to do that. So if you heard that, one of the things that you can avoid is is that that hurt and pain that can come in marriage, discovering this in in a reactive way versus being proactive. And and you know one of the things about about discussing these things too is learning each other and then learning as well that you got to be in agreement with whatever um, you're talking about, discussing and putting on the table in regards to sex. If one of you is not comfortable with something, don't do it. 
and and that this is a great time to explore some of those things. You may not know everything, <laughs> and we're not saying you have to cross every T and dot every I and, and cover all the bases. You don't know everything yet, but the things you do know, talk about them. And then what that does is it creates a safe bond between you two. And then when you're married, you're like, hey, let's try this. And maybe you both haven't done it. And you do it and you're like, wow, we did not like that. Yeah. But let's laugh about it. Let's yeah. move on. Let's let's do something else and try something else or whatever else. Like you, you're, you give each other that grace and that love and that safety to be able to talk about it. If you don't have that, sex can become something where you're fighting against each other versus building into your oneness and your intimacy. So that's why it's so important when you're engaged to explore these areas. And we're not talking technique here because um, you don't know that stuff yet of what you, what you both like, right? You may not know that yet, <laughs> um, but at least your expectations. That's really a key thing. Yeah, I remember there was something that it was recommended by this marriage ministry and like, hey, people, couples really like this. And so Louise and I tried it and both of us were like, what? <laughs> no, no. It's like so no, uncomfortable. No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we just laugh and don't do it again. But yeah. But uh, there's there's a couple, I just want to say, like, if you're not comfortable doing something, instead of just saying, no, I don't want to do it, say why. Like, why mm -hmm. don't you want to do it? Or you can ask your partner, like, why don't you want to do it? Ask your fiance or your spouse. Um, I, I, I've heard a couple things. Like, one girl didn't want to have oral sex because, uh, or didn't want to give oral sex because she <laughs> she thought that, that a guy's juices would would give throat cancer oh wow and okay yeah, yeah so it's like oh okay yeah. well if that's why you don't want to then that's like that's myth, that's a, right? that's a fear for sure it, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and so another one was like no i feel like i'm just a porn star if i'm doing mm -hmm. that for my husband mm -hmm. right and so then you can work through that well actually it's something that's designed by god but it's been perverted by porn yeah and so what are your thoughts like she could say to the husband like well what do you think when i'm doing this are you just thinking about porn or yeah. are you not and give her that assurance even like some things that I've said to Louise, she's like, well, do you want that just because of porn? And then I'm able to explain, well, no, like I maybe saw that, but this is where my desire comes from. Right. So right. it's like when you have these hesitancies about yourself or about or your partner or your, your spouse with any sexual act, like ask why. Mm -hmm. Don't just go, okay, you don't want to do it, that's it. And if you're a person that doesn't want to do certain things just because you're unsure, I would say like maybe you could try it once and mm -hmm. if you don't like it just don't do it that's yeah. fine but sometimes people do things sometimes we do things that we don't think we'll like and then it's actually not as bad as we think very true right yeah. and especially if it brings pleasure to the other person it's like okay maybe i didn't necessarily like that wasn't for me yeah. but it's to bring pleasure to the other person and there's just joy in that so mm -hmm. yeah it's such a beautiful picture you painted there it's true like when we talk and we have these conversations we can open ourselves up to being vulnerable about why we believe some of the things we do um, in some of these areas and maybe some of our um, our hopes and desires and fears even. And, and when we both get that out, we feel like we're in this as a team. It's not me versus you or my desires versus your desires. It's we're a team in this. Let's build our intimacy. And you can start when you're engaged with this. And one of the things, I mean, we got to keep maintaining those boundaries. I mean, you talked about in dating, we have those in an engagement. It can ramp up even more, right? The, the temptation to, to go down those paths. So we got to maintain those conversations as well, too. Like, hey, we, we went up to this line a little bit too much. Let's just 
pull back a little bit. Those are important as well too. But I think, yeah, when we're engaged, this, this uh, moving towards marriage is definitely where our conversation is leading and where it should be leading um, specifically into our, in our sexual lives together. And you are a unique couple. One of the things too is um, we always say this to married couples in, in this area. As you're discussing these things and thinking this through, um, don't play the comparison game um, of what you think you should look like versus what others do. Because even when you're engaged, you're hearing all the stories. We got to have sex every day or we have to do this or this or this, right? You're going to discover in marriage that you're going to be very unique. You're going to be your own couple. So have that understanding in all your discussions. Don't try to do something because you've seen or heard other couples doing it. You got to be good with you. And so you may not know everything yet, especially if you made the decision to remain celibate until you're, you're, you're married. Um, but at least as you discuss these things, know that you're unique and that's okay. You don't have to be like everybody else. If you're not comfortable with something, talk about why you're not comfortable. But just because your friend is comfortable with that and they're married, doesn't mean you have to force yourself into something too. So you're a unique couple and that's, that's a beautiful thing. And you can build into your intimacy that God has for you, specifically for you. So that's the really great thing about these discussions. There's so much more we could talk about in these areas, but I think the, the key is having some understanding as a single person, what your values are, what your boundaries are, and what your goals are. As a dating person, how you remain informed and gathering information about the person you're dating, but at the same time, knowing what your boundaries are as a couple, if you're able to get to those discussions because you're the right fit for each other. And then when you're engaged, talking about the marriage and moving forward in building um, your intimacy through talking about your expectations and different hopes and dreams and desires about your sex lives together. So we'll leave that with you and we will check in with you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.